0: Hello and welcome to Exiting Through the Twenty Tens, a podcast about the movies from the twenty tens. I'm Jack Draper. With me, bedridden is Clay Williams.
1: Oh boy. I don't <laughs> want to be bedridden. That seems pretty that seems pretty rough. Alright. You're saying this while I, uh, you're lying
0: down. I'm I'm a little confused.
1: I am not lying down. This is hmm. fabrication. This is uh, uh pure accusation and uh what it's another word I can use that's somewhat mm-hmm. lawyery. Um
0: so we're, like, 160 episodes into this thing, and I think there's no way you can prove that you're not lying down in bedridden. Like, this is only audio.
1: This is true. Yeah, <laughs> what if I—what if every episode I was just in my bed? Wouldn't that be fun? <laughs> just absolutely—maybe on my That's stomach, very comfortable. too, like, a, like— There have been people yeah.
0: who have done that, and it looks very nice, but I feel I've, like I would just get have been too jealous. Comfortable. Yeah,
1: I'm in my yeah. chair right now. It's just yeah. because <laughs> I haven't changed the light bulb to our office yet, and so it's like <laughs> in pitch. It's like pitch black. So I don't know. So I and I, I can't tell you when I'm actually going to do it yeah. because I can't make any promises. So it's a, in, it's a I'm going in my chair. Task. Yeah, so, I know.
0: Um, I didn't know how else to start this episode other than that. But um, yeah, today is a more um, sort of been like a joke. I guess is Bennett's legacy, where it's like, oh, okay. Like, what what are you gonna like show your parents tonight? Is it gonna be like a more like it's gonna be a joke answer to a lot of hard watches things that you can only watch. Once yeah, it's legacy. I feel it. like
1: has been woof. Yes, it's a rough one. Um, woof, like you need like a scotch exactly. and like sit down, and you need to like contemplate life and like look you know, like being at your corner and just like smoke have a uh, long drag of a cigarette and just go
0: (sighs) which i don't think isn't totally the case i think on rewatch it's not that bad there's a
1: rip warring comedy
0: (laughs) there's been mikhail Hanukkah, mikhail haneke what it's been much fun guy worse i,
1: think. I just right. he makes a lot of fun movies every one time i'm just like oh aren't this is this just the best grand old time
0: he's a fun interview uh very lighthearted. hearted no um but yeah today we have jordan rap with us co-founder of the film stage it's lovely to have you here
2: Thank you guys for the invite. Yeah, I, I really yeah. wanted to be on for just a really, you know, fun film. So we picked this one. And, <laughs> Your uh, first
0: time here and you started us out like very chill yeah. time. I love just it. Just something um, very
2: celebratory.
1: I feel like and, it's going to be like our game chill. night episode where we just won't stop laughing. We just won't <laughs> be able to stop. We'll just, <laughs> um, just continue laughing.
0: Yeah, well, you know, Emmanuel Riva, she's she's doing like a song and dance here. Uh, she's um, She has bits um, at one point. She just like I don't know. She just tap dances, but it's very funny. She she won the Golden Globe for musical or comedy. I don't see how <laughs> how they let that fly.
1: Yo, wouldn't <laughs> man? Imagine imagine,
0: that. imagine. <laughs> that would look that would make the Martian look like uh, I don't know, better. But um, <laughs> before before we go into it more and and look back at at how this won the Oscar for best foreign language feature. Um, how about what we've been watching recently? Uh, this is where we talk about what we've been watching recently.
1: Oh, is that what, is
2: that what sure. we do?
0: I always forget that. Yeah. <laughs> I always think it's funny to, to
2: define this part. Oh. <laughs> the title explains it all. Who, who would like to yeah, go first? exactly.
0: Uh, jordan fleece yeah oh I mean, sure you had guess saying, you know, guess mind, pick so.
2: sure yeah well i yeah i got out of a screening it lasted almost all day no babylon uh the three, <laughs> three hour eight minute epic from damien chazelle um i guess full reviews are embargoed for two weeks but you can talk socially so we're on a social podcast right so we can do it now <laughs> uh,
0: and this won't be released in
2: r- wait, right when? right right
0: yeah uh this is out in
2: like two weeks oh so we're good okay so I can spoil yeah, yeah, the whole so like, thing. Yeah. Okay. Uh, no, yeah, Yeah, that's
0: good. I didn't think about that, actually. Yeah, so, like, this will be out after embargo. Uh-huh. Yeah.
2: Okay, cool. Um, so we'll see what side I end up on. Um, so far, it's been divisive, and I kind of... I was expecting something. I guess my history with Chazelle, you know, I liked Whiplash a, a good deal. I did not really like La La Land that much. Um, and then mm-hmm. I liked uh, First Man. And now... Yeah, so this was... You know, First Man was kind of a smaller product in some ways, and so this was kind of him going back to something, you know, pretty grand... Uh, a grand artistic statement I would say and so uh, and yeah I actually I it really worked for me I have to be honest um, the trailer was a little is a little off-putting like the Brad Pitt tap dancing which is not even in the film actually that, that scene was yeah. cut um, and but and the film is actually like 80% of comedy and like a pretty like there's genuine comedic punchlines and, and like beats throughout and all of that stuff I thought really really worked um, and yeah it's you know La La Land is a little more like sentimental and um you know it's about these like dreamers and a little more wistful and this is like almost the exact opposite where yes the characters Mm -hmm. are kind of they they want to get ahead in hollywood but the overall like viewpoint of the film is just how batshit insane kind of the early days of filmmaking were and like people getting killed and um and just like just rampant issues throughout um before the days of unions and uh and, yeah, it's uh, – and just the, its old viewpoint, it's, um, it's not really, like, this nostalgic love letter to cinema. In some ways, there are certain sections that are like that, but for the most part, it's, like, kind of this, like, acidic, you know, unsentimental um, journey, which I think might turn off, you know, a good amount of people. But I was – I kind of liked the boldness of it. Um. And yeah, it really worked for me. It's uh, it's really I, you know, I was expecting scenes to drag, and then like it really moves like like at a really fast clip, um, and not in like kind of an annoying grading way. Like it really moves fast, and yeah, so I was pretty pretty into it for the whole the whole time. So, yeah, I don't think it's like you know a masterpiece or anything, but I I was quite entertained by it. Uh, so yeah.
0: Yeah, that's neat. Yeah, I, I yeah, and when I think about it in All Land, I think about how fast it moves. Mm. I think that's a part of like his sort of like. Snappy pacing can can lend itself with something this size, and, and yeah. they also that. snap in
1: that movie. I think. <laughs> don't, they, you know,
0: don't they? And uh, and um, you know, I guess I don't really think of Chazelle's sense of humor. That's not the first thing I think of.
2: Yeah. But um, yeah, I was really surprised with Just some of the cast. It's like it's definitely. I know, obviously, Margot Robbie, for, but it's like takes that Wolf of Wall Street mode of like uh, casting a lot mm-hmm. of comedians in certain roles. So like, um, Roy Scoville, Isn't it? And he's really funny. And there's like, whoa. uh, Yeah, he has like a bigger part than you might expect. Um, And like, I know PJ Byrne, who was in Wolf of Wall Street and funny in that, is like, has a really comedic role in this. And there's like, I mean, there's just a lot. Yeah. And there's like, yeah, like I said, I don't want to. And also Gene
0: Smart, I mean, who's been pretty smart.
2: Yeah. Advertised. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Who is,
1: is John, is John Bernthal in it?
2: No. Yeah. uh, Diego Calva (laughs) is the other, there's like four leads, really. Diego Calva's the lead. Yeah, yeah. It, it it it's definitely like a four hander, mostly a three hander, but um yeah, I would say it's pretty evenly spaced okay. out between Brad Pitt, Margot Robbie, and Diego Calva. Yeah.
1: Imagine Burnthal in a Chazelle film. That's kinda of
0: funny. <laughs> yeah. I can kinda of see that. If he like brings out the kind of energy he would with J.K. Simmons. Um but yeah. I was also gonna bring up with because like that that's yeah. like the fun like the darkly funny movie to me. Yeah. Because like, yeah. he gives J. K. Simmons like a lot of like the like whoa, this is like you can't help but laugh. It's so absurd, kind of stuff. And yeah. I wonder if that tra- that translates to to Babylon. Yeah. But it is it is cool to like, even if this will turn off some people, it's cool to see them, like really ratchet it up. And it's not really
2: like yeah, he is trying like, something new. Like yeah, he's
0: trying something new. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's cool no, for
2: sure, for sure. Yeah, so very curious how it does. But yeah, I, I was pretty mm-hmm. pleased overall. Um, good, mm-hmm. good. Kind and before of we started, we were
0: talking about how there's. How there's not much of like a Christmas movie? Yeah,
2: yeah I was and gonna say seems good, to be like it's the really one, good like, counter programming to the to the uh to Yeah, to Avatar, Avatar and, and whatever other yeah. family movies are coming out. Avatar's mm-hmm.
1: not a Christmas movie? What? <laughs>
0: uh, Santa Santa's not in it.
1: Yeah. Are you like are we sure?
0: I'll join you in the twenty twenty-three awardsy mm. buzzy movies. Um Banshees of Inishirin. Mm. Uh I went home uh for, for this one. <laughs> For, for the irish um sort yeah of if no one gets the bit about, it's because
1: i call jack a dirty irish once yeah, in a while
0: you know it's it's it it's offensive but you know we'll 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 continue on <laughs> it's great it's darkly funny it's sad it's martin know, it's,
1: Mcdonough making a dark <laughs> comedy are you saying yeah, was right i now? was saying
0: that i'm like oh gosh like was what did i do but it's by the time this episode comes out it's gonna be on hBO like of course it is but um I know it's crazy that, that is, it's, ah, yeah i know it's it it's insane. makes me
2: so sad but, like the the yeah, lack of the yeah. word of mouth buzz and like that was a whole part of award season now it's just like yeah, i feel like there's only a few directors know, this day yeah. these days that can even like push to have their wait for like a march vod or dvd release and now it's just not like,
1: even spielberg know, not, not even spielberg, spielberg yeah, can't I was just I even gonna do say this. yeah <laughs> i know
2: it, it really it um, makes me sad but oh well yeah I i um, that's that's very gatekeeping of me yeah. but hey Certain movies mm-hmm. should be seen in theater. I <laughs> think. We'll
0: um, Vanshee's is great. It feels like the, it, it feels like his best movie. Um, just like Whoa. everything is coming to get, I mean, and Brutus left, left so much, so much of an impression to me in high school, that hmm. it's like, I kind of like a soft spot for that one. But this one just feels like everything that he does so well, but even like the craft has gotten better, like the directions improved. Um, even if the script does a lot of heavy lifting, but, but like in a good way, like, like that's definitely like the spotlight. Um, and I, I, I mean, the complete opposite of Babylon, I was thinking about this, like Babylon has a very misleading trailer from what I've heard, but I think that um, Banshees of Inisheron has a great trailer because mm-hmm. it sets you up with this main premise and then what happens after the main premise but then the movie keeps going. You're like, oh, okay. Like this is like gonna <laughs> yeah, end up to be something yeah. to where you're just. It takes a pivot towards like the yeah. third, and you're like, oh, I. I, get I it.
1: don't watch trailers to award contenders. Yeah, weird? I'm, I'm in no, no. I'm in that I'm,
2: camp too. Yeah, I. I, if I wouldn't say award contenders, but things that I'm like really interested in, I'll like quickly just like scrub through it a bit and be like okay i don't really want to see more and like i, I did rewatch <laughs> yeah. the babylon trailer for but, some
3: yeah,
0: reason yeah. you want to see like moments not yeah, moments
2: yeah just that. to be like okay this right. is a real movie all
1: right <laughs> for some reason it's only like blockbusters i guess Yeah, or i don't know maybe it's like yeah but i get also like black Klansmen, i guess like maybe films that have like there's like this real big like hype to it where you're just mm. like whoa yeah what's gonna happen Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but when it comes to, like, the Fablemans or, you know, Banshee or whatever, it's just like, I don't know, I, I don't know, I've just never had the inkling to watch the trailer. I'm just like, I mean, I'm gonna go see it, so I don't see the point. Yeah, it's no, like, I, I feel
0: know. as though that I will see it, but not, paying, but I'll see it, but eventually I'll see it, I don't see it immediately, because it's like there's a new Martin McDonough movie teaming up with Brendan Gleeson and Colin Farrell like I'm already sold right <laughs> even that, if that's shit
1: to, I'm gonna watch yeah. it like even if it's like right.
0: fucking dog shit I'm right. gonna be like I mean <laughs> um, okay there's been a lot of praise for Gleeson and Farrell but also Carrie Condon and Barry Keoghan have been are just yeah. like amazing in it I think and oh good actors huh yeah. interesting yeah. yeah all right Irish know. Irish actors <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> Irish fun fact you know you, you didn't know this but uh, they're Irish Mm-hmm. um did you know
0: really
1: funny did uh when was the last time we recorded i know this is a random question to ask uh
0: m- one no a week ago
1: yeah something like yeah that. a week ago
0: A week ago yeah
1: okay so i've seen uh fun fact i've actually watched movies since then isn't that crazy <laughs> i don't really i don't really watch movies anymore <laughs> but i've been watching movies or television um yeah no actually no television lately. um so, I watched, um, The Outlaws, which is a South Korean action film starring, um, Mong Dong-Sok. Uh, dong I think he, uh, what's his, he has a different name in America. Um, but he was, you know, he was in The Eternals. I haven't seen that. But, uh, he was, but I think he really exploded on the scene with Train to Busan. Um, he's a great actor. Uh, dong Lee is what he goes by. Okay. Hmm. Um and so yeah i knew this was like a big big film in the like you know action action twitter fans or whatever um and he's like he's a favorite too with just how much of a bruiser and how physically imposing he is i mean the man is built like a fucking uh slab of meat like he's just all shoulder just like like he, he, every any kind of piece of clothing he wears no matter how baggy it is looks like it's about to rip off his body if he just tweet like if he just kind of like flexes a muscle uh he's very built um he's so good in this film it's like a kind of a apparent. they do this weird thing where it's like it's they say it's based on a true story but when you're watching it it's like it's like one of those things where you're just like okay 80% of this is made up like like you're watching I'm like okay this they really took some liberties with this one where like this is not this did not happen um it is streaming did I rent it I forget um no I rented it I don't know yeah for some reason I really wanted to watch it because the sequel came out this year and I've been meaning to watch the sequel as well um which I think is streaming on Haya I'm not super sure uh, but yeah a real solid film it's too long and, uh, like, it should be an hour and 40. It's two hours. Uh, the audio mix, and I don't know, and it's one of those things I couldn't tell if this was just an Amazon thing or the actual movie. The audio mixing for it was fucking horrendous. It sounded so bad. Um, I, you said it was so, South I, Korean? I, yeah, South Korean. Um, and it's like, I don't think it was made, I don't think it's like a cheap movie. So I, I'm having, I have a feeling it was an Amazon issue, which is why I didn't, like, punish, like, run, my, I, I didn't think it was, like, too horrible but like i don't know and it sounded really rough um it's really well shot um the actions really like it's all like it's all like knife play like because south korea has like gun laws which is crazy uh who knew you could have like you know restrictions on guns in a country oh crazy <laughs> um but it and so it's like you know hand-to-hand combat and um, knife play, and it's a lot more plot than I was expecting. Um, but you know it's it, it's a crime story. Um, it's it's super solid. Uh, highly recommend. Watched Glass Onion in theaters. It was like the first time besides Tar that I've been in a theater in so long. Um, and I and I kind of said this in my review. Uh, uh, Craig and Johnson could make a movie about. Blanc, Craig and Johnson like in,
0: sounds like a, for a lawyer firm attorney mm, Craig and Johnson
1: Johnson
0: and <laughs> If Johnson you and have been you know if Johnson, if, <laughs> Johnson. <laughs> Johnson. <laughs> <laughs> um,
1: it. that but uh, like, yeah like Craig and Johnson could time, uh, team up and make uh, a movie about Blanc inspecting a piece of a, a piece of dog shit for two <laughs> hours and I would go see it in the theater and be like that was a pleasant time at the, at the at the cinema What a mm. grand old time. um so i i the moment i this i definitely watched the trailer for this one i was always gonna like this movie (laughs) um there's just i'm an easy mark for ryan in general and i really liked the first one um and i had a i had a very nice time in theaters i'm so glad i was able to watch it um i kind of like Is the the
0: only ryan we haven't done yet oh wow
1: that came out yeah isn't that weird came out this decade yeah 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 yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. was brother brother's bloom was what like no i think
0: that was 2008 yeah
1: okay yeah um yeah no i mean mm. i i'm i'm I, i'm i'm in i like him as a director uh obviously there's been criticism of his writing and like his heavy-handed political messaging and i get that but the people who are saying it's like way worse in this one than it was in the first one i don't i don't really get that critique to be honest it mm. just seems like the same twitter-brained like neoliberal stuff that's what which it is-
0: seems that it, it just sort of like it's like it's the, I, mean, I mean it's the same writer right you, like, right you
1: yeah, no. i don't yeah i don't see how this is like some like it's not like he decided to make like dr strangelove or something i don't <laughs> i don't like yes it's like politically motivated in a lot of ways but it's also a lot it's really slapsticky mm-hmm. um even more than the last one which i really appreciated um and you know craig man he could make a thousand of these and then he's just it's if he if, depending on how the third one goes it might be my favorite character he's done and he's done james fucking bond
3: mm.
1: like that's a crazy i like just yeah he i'm so glad he found a place where he can be fun and slapsticky because i don't because honestly be, besides like logan lucky i don't know where he would have found this opportunity to just be like a fucking caricature because that's just that like that's completely off type he wasn't known yeah. for that
0: I mean, I Maybe liked his character him. in Dream House. But... <laughs> I
1: haven't seen. I haven't seen that. I,
0: yeah, I was just trying to think of like an obscure Daniel Craig movie. Um, but, um, yeah, but and I watched I, that. What, and I, is there any standout performance that you,
1: Monet you to, you know, uh, is really she solid and? Batista, and every time I watch Batista, I'm just like, it's. He is such a good actor. Yeah. I genu-
0: it's it's kind of a miracle he's genuinely good.
1: <laughs> I want to kiss M Night Shyamalan on the mouth for ca- for casting him in the in the next in his next movie. Yeah, knock yeah. out the going he's going gonna, gonna to whip. Yeah. yeah. That yeah. That trailer fucking rocks. That's a, mm. That's a good ass trailer. Yeah. That oh, He is man, I love I every time I watch him in something, I'm just more convinced of like how how Crazy good of actor Batista is, and Remember Batista the
0: glasses in Blade Runner,
1: love it. it Put him in more glasses, all the glasses. Um, and he—he's a DMV guy, by the way. You know, he was born. He's a DC, lived in DC, born in DC. He's a Wizards fan, so I got a rep. I love. And I it's love funny to see like
0: how I mean, you bring up Bond, but like him and Craig were together in Spectre, and then like here again.
1: Uh... Yeah, and Dave Batista plays, basically plays Joe Rogan in this. It's awesome.
0: <laughs> oh wow! Oh jeez
1: yeah he has a gun like he he has like a speedo that has a gun holster on it and he just shoots it randomly it's oh, awesome it's a good movie i like it um yeah that, and you know in henwick i wish she got more to do but mm-hmm. she's also been shooting up the you know if you think of actors as like they have stock or whatever like she oh, yeah. her stock has oh, been going up um and she's yeah, yeah she's I mean, she gets a great, uh, great her,
2: reading too in this great oh yeah.
1: oh yeah oh yeah and I mean Norton also. Mm-hmm. It's maybe the best Norton's been in years. Yeah, he's so. And I'm not well saying cast, he's like yeah. been, right? Exactly. And it's not. He like seems he's to be been, like
0: the Jimmy Lee Curtis of this one, where it's like the head of the um, whole thing. But I'm just going off of.
1: I don't want to spoil assumption.
0: it. Okay, cool. Yeah, uh, yeah.
1: But because I would, there's another actor. I would definitely say he he is this. So I don't. Okay. That would okay. be a spoiler. Um. But yeah, no, I think he's. I think he's great um it's yeah. i'm not saying he's been like putting out clunker after clunker recently but this is definitely a movie where i'm like oh this. he is... hasn't
0: been in like many real movies like I, off the top of my head not no, looking he, at him he hasn't like, done we'll a lot have, of like yeah. he his been... kingdom to talk about like but i don't know
2: what yeah if you look I, at his stuff if, if you look i at mean his, unless
0: um... you think about if brooklyn doesn't have a mother but
2: that's right that's so not funny Yeah, if you look at his career, it's been kind of interesting. I was talking about this actually with Dan Mecca recently, where it's like he has done so many um, massive ensembles, like that's the only movies he's done in like the last like ten years. It's like kind of insane. Um, Like yeah, yeah. Yeah. He's like fading to the background.
1: Jack, I will give you five American dollars. I will Venmo you five American dollars if you can guess what blockbuster he was. He's recently been in.
0: Blockbuster, Mm -hmm. like 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 how far 100 ago?
1: million plus maybe 200 million box off, not box office a uh, budget
0: oh i just realized he's been in a movie we've covered birdman that's right that was i mean sure that was a moment um how how long ago was this blockbuster four years four years ago um alita battle angel
3: i don't know oh Wow, he's
1: in it that's- he has no lines he's a, like nice. this he's the te- he's the teased for the sequel he's <laughs> just wearing these funky little glasses and that's it
0: <laughs> i mean if you're gonna hook anyone in for part two i guess it's gonna be eddie
3: um
1: it and it, it's so it's a bizarre choice it's just so funny that like he's like this end villain villain reveal and maybe he has a one line but i don't remember it Um, Um, A Leo Battle Angel
0: Same year as Motherless Brooklyn And then the tease At the end was For Motherless Brooklyn (laughs) like Kai's come back To theaters in the fall (laughs) He plays himself With the glasses Like don't worry Like I'll be here Directing Motherless Brooklyn Um, And one more thing Before we get to a more Like every guest The first time That they're on the pod We would love to know What were the films That got you into film If you have any foundational cinema that showed you like what movies could be
2: sure or
1: the track or maybe the thing that got you like that's the genesis of your attachment to film
2: sure no that's a good idea yeah in uh in high school i was more into video games i used a secret little fact about me is i used to be in the top 30 halo 2 players in the world (laughs) in in high school whoa Uh, what the uh, fuck like the my our clan a halo clan halo 2 clan was in the top 30 and yeah so I, i played that religiously up to like 10th grade um and then i got uh into movies more stopped playing that as much and then got really into movies um and i actually started like my own little like production company in high school doing like videos for other people editing and then just went to college for that and like yeah ever since then was into it started um started the film stage in college but i think like some formative experiences were, were definitely um city of god was an early one children of men was an early one where. I had downloaded it because it came out like it was out in the uk before it was here in the us and so i remember downloading it watching it rewatching it immediately after and then going to the theater to see it when it came out here like right after so that, that was a big one um and yeah i i mean since then and then going to college i went to college at the university of buffalo and that they're very more, much more geared towards like avant-garde filmmaking and so just seeing different kinds of film there was really eye-opening and especially on like documentary side and that kind of helped foster um uh, yeah, love for movies, and then going to Toronto International Film Festival for like five years straight, starting in like two thousand eight or so, um, two thousand seven actually, first year, and then yeah, and so, and then ever since then, been watching a lot of movies. <laughs>
0: <laughs> the pipeline from Halo to Amor, right? Exactly. Uh,
2: yeah,
3: yeah. yeah. That, that's the journey. What brought
0: us to what brought us to our table read today? Right, um, right. I have. A I will, <laughs> I will be playing the part of. <laughs> But, yeah, and that's super cool because I feel like, for me, I always try to think about and imagine those movies. They don't even have to be, like, current releases. But I think City of God and Children of Men are good examples of, like, wow, I didn't know movies could do that.
2: Yeah. And, like, I've been, I haven't rewatched City of God in, like... And since I... Pro- you know, since back then, so I don't even know how it holds up that well. But, like, at least at that moment, it was formative. But, um, yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, since, like... I'm, Terrence Malick is my favorite director, and so like watch every time he releases a movie, it like kind of breaks my brain into what cinema can be and form, like gets me more invigorated by things. So, um, so that's always that that's one I always look for. It. But yeah you know, I mean, I I watch like I think I'm up to like almost 600 movies watched this year. So it's always it's, it's a lot. of Holy movie. fuck! Yeah, I think um, it's it's a little absurd.
0: And now, what was your first exposure to it? More and how? It
2: oh, sure was brought into your life. Yeah. I. So it's actually a funny story. So this was 2012. Um, I had gotten married uh, in July of that year. And I remember it was probably a bad decision, but I was like a more, you know, I had screened at Cannes and and, and won the Palme d'Or and then it was coming out in the fall. And I was looking back and there was like an early press screening before it came out later in the fall. And I and I, I I was like my wife Jenna. I was like, you want to go see this movie? Like, it's about marriage. It could be interesting. And so, so like, <laughs> we uh we went and like it was like we both really loved and it. And It was interesting. It was interesting. Yeah. We both actually really loved it, and it was actually it actually was my number one film of that year. I'd have to go back and look to see if it would still be, but at, at that year mm-hmm. uh, in that year, it definitely was. And uh, it was just like one of those movies that I mean, I can dive more into it now, but like just um, mm. just like different. A different like side of panicky like i feel like a lot of his other movies are like very like kind of cold and icy like very intentionally and not not even in in a prerogative in like a derogative way it's like they're um you know that's what he's trying to do and i feel like this one uh yeah really showed what the end of every (laughs) rom-com could potentially be like this is this is the end of love right here this is the end of relationship and like in, in your wildest dreams, like, you want to get to a point of when you're older of, like, being with someone, if you're interested in that, uh, of being with someone and, like, this is, you know, death comes for us all. And so, like, I think he captured in, like, a actually a very, like, humanist uh, way in some ways. Um and so yeah. Anyway, so it was just, yeah. That experience was crazy. And then I, you know, like most people, I'm sure, never watched it again because it was too traumatic. Uh, and then <laughs> thanks to you guys, uh, I was now forced to rewatch it uh, recently. And I, and I do. We're ag- so sorry. Oh yeah, no, it's all good. <laughs> um, and I do agree. Like I, I think you said, like rewatching it, it's not the impact. The, the, it's not a similar impact. But I also think that has to do a little bit with like being trapped in a the theater when you're watching it versus like when just watching it at home. Yes, that's a great. it's um, great. Yeah. And like when you're the the movie is so. Um, Kind of immersive in its setting that it's and it's not like ostentatious mm-hmm. in any way like none of his movies really are in, in in some ways and so like you're just like you feel like you're trapped in like this apartment with them, um and and yeah when you're and so at home it's a little bit different like I watched it over like you know two different sittings and you know it's just a different vibe um, still super effective but just a different experience um, but yeah. anyways that yeah short thoughts um, still still loved it but um, curious what you what your guys's take was and when you first saw it too
0: yeah and, and also it's like the Darius kanji. Cinematography Mm. Like the digital Like widescreen Effect where it's like You see every Inch of that apartment And you sort of Like get to know Especially George Like that routine Is so ingrained Into the stubbornness Yep And the I mean it really is Like the end of A relationship And life (laughs) Yeah Like this is all Just coming for us all And it's just I mean I do think That there is a sense Of iciness With this one as well although I think you can't it's almost like this subject paints Hanaki into a corner where it's like how do you do this when it's like what kind of hoops do you need to jump through to not feel as though you're compassionate or just telling the story because telling the story is sort of like what it travels through for me and then we see Anne's fate but you bring up Can and I also wanted to mention like Cool little like list for what was competing for the palm this year, like Mud, Moonrise Kingdom, like Someone in Love, Killing Them Softly, Holy Motors, Cosmopolis, you know, so cool picks there.
2: Yeah, but, that that was a really generally yeah. great year for competition. yeah, it really films. was. Yeah, yeah. twenty
0: twelve is underrated. Yeah, yeah. um, and uh, and I and I think I saw somewhere it was I forget whose review, but it's like Rust and Bone was going to be like the predicted winner, um, uh, but ultimately ended up being a more uh and my first exposure it wasn't the same cinema studies course as a separation but it was the same professor uh it was my senior year of high school and my cinema studies um teacher like scrubs through the movies that he teaches religiously where it's like we we ended up getting like a like a quiz for, for the details of the films that we see, and they're really detail-oriented and always like rewatches them um, many times during the course. And um, he tells us the story that um, my teacher's wife is like, you're not going to show that in a class, are you, <laughs> to to when Amor was originally going to be shown. And he's sort of like re-watching it after subbing it in for another film. And then... My professor was like, "No, this is not. I'm not going to do this." And I think something clicked where he's like, I- "I'm just going to choose something else." And, um, and then I, I, he replaces it with Amelie, which is like, "Oh, it's interesting. Like that's such a mm-hmm. huge contrast." Um, but that got me interested, and I then sought out a more. I think I was like 17 or 18. Um, really, just you know. Um, piercing uh, experience. But then that got me interested in Mikael Haneke. And, and like, you know, then I saw, like, Code Unknown and Funny Games and Gosh, so like this the, was your you know, first the,
2: film that you saw by him? Yeah. Oh, okay, cool.
0: It was, yeah. Nice. and And then, like, you know, just, like, I, I didn't know, like, movies could make, like, could be made like that. Like, mm. just, like, the craft was, like, so... Fresh to me, like it was, and it, it also like <laughs> I mentioned it a lot here, but that was also when Filmstruck was around, mm. and that had a collection of his films, and, and that was very accessible to me. Like that was um, the first streaming service that I ever bought. <laughs> um, yeah, but it, it, that was that was cool. But that, that was like, wow, okay, I didn't really know like um, Europeans were making movies like that. Oh yeah, 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 um,
3: yeah,
1: yeah. That's great. Um, this is my first time. Watching it, um, I would. Y'a quelqu'un?
4: Y'a quelqu'un? Maman? Tout à l'heure, quand je suis entré, je me suis rappelé comment je vous écoutais toujours faire l'amour quand j'étais petite. Ça me donnait le sentiment que vous vous aimiez et qu'on resterait toujours ensemble. Ah 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 oh mais, mais qu'est-ce qu'il y a Qu'est-ce qu'il y a
3: Non, c'est pas OK. Qu'est-ce qui se passe
4: Tu ne vas quand même pas malmener ton image sur tes vieux jours. Je m'engage bien.
5: <rire> mais c'est quoi mon image
4: Tu es un monstre parfois. Non mais dis-moi, qu'est-ce qu'il y a T'es devenu fou Assieds-toi. Non mais je veux pas m'asseoir Qu'est-ce qui se passe ici
1: So I've seen. I think I've only. Seen, I think I've, I. feel like I must have seen at least one other Hanukkah movie. So I've definitely watched Funny Games. Funny enough. I. Funny enough. Uh, I watched Funny Games with Jack. Uh, we did a sync viewing. He. Sh- it was the American version. Um, and I. I knew like I had a kind of an understanding that it would be fucked up. I didn't realize how fucked up it was gonna be. Um and so. That didn't say put me off of him, but I was just kind of like, oh, okay. Um, I'm not going to totally be in the mood to watch a Michelle, or sorry, it's Michael. Is it Michelle. Michael, or why do I keep saying I've Michelle? Heard it,
0: I've heard it, Mikel.
1: Mikel. Yeah, who am I'm I thinking, thinking
0: of? Um, but I also, I, don't, I, I remember this now, that we watch funny games together. And I think for me, it was more the excitement of, like, wow, like, I genuinely, like, it it got to me, and I didn't know that movies could be made that way, especially thrillers. And I more want to show someone more than I wanted to like test you. Oh yeah. Was that the first? Was that the first
1: time you watched the American version? Because I think you were writing a paper. It on was.
0: It. Yeah, it was. I, I was doing it. I was like reviewing it.
1: Um, right, and yeah. you were just, hey, do you want to watch this with me? And I'm like, uh, yeah, sure.
0: Yeah,
3: yeah.
1: yeah, that was nice. Um, didn't love <laughs> when they killed the fucking dog. That I mean, I know that's a fucking. I know that's Spoilers. like yeah. But I know that's like a stereotypical not stereotypical but like it's a basic thing to complain about but I still don't like. It. Yeah, so apparently I I just checked. That's the only um Honeky film I've seen. How how do you pronounce the dude who made Internal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind? How do you pronounce his name? Michelle Michel Gondry. Yeah. Okay, that's what that's there, that's yeah. the issue. Okay, that's <laughs> I knew him. I knew French. Very like there is films, some though, so. exact. Well, right. Um Sim-
2: yeah, I would, I would huh. say the um the piano teacher is fantastic if you haven't seen that and um Cachet, yes, I've seen okay, yeah, yeah. Caché is great. I definitely want to see. I I knew I've been meaning. I've definitely been meaning to see. Caché Cachet. is actually
0: pretty accessible. It also has yeah. Binoche.
2: you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. White, Binoche White White I struggle a bit more with, but I like it still. Mm-hmm. Um, Happy End, I didn't yeah. really love his latest film. Um, yeah, and then, he hasn't made a movie
0: since White Ribbon. Yeah. Well, no. Ha-
2: um, well, he made White Ribbon and then um, Amour, and then or I ha- meant uh, Happy, and End. Happy whoops, End. Whoops, whoops. yeah, yeah. <laughs>
0: yep. I mean, um, yeah. Um, and then, and Happy End and uh, Amour are the only two films that we could cover. Yeah, yeah. but yeah. yeah, I also no one's struggled with m- White Ribbon.
1: Um, yeah, and I don't think anyone is also. I don't think anyone's knocking on the door. Like, <laughs>
0: I want to cover Happy End. Let me cover Happy. It's End. actually like, not. It's it's like not. It's sort of uncomfortable, but it's sort of like a family
3: yeah
1: well i'm not saying i'm not talking about like i'm not talking about because of the subject matter i'm talking about how no one's really thrilled about that
0: sure oh i see what you mean okay no one's like um, passionate about that i think if there's anything that stands out to me about him is like he kind of started making movies at an older age like wasn't he in his 40s or 50s when he made his debut something like that yeah i know that's like uncommon yeah because he was he's he's
2: 80 now so yeah and his debut was in uh, holy shit yeah yeah 89 so Yeah. yeah No, that was about thirty. Yeah, yeah.
0: He's eighty nine.
1: I have no. I actually now I'm thinking about. I have no idea. He's like
0: a. He's like up there with like Clint and.
1: Yeah, I have no idea how what he even looks like. Do, do he's Kubrick. just
0: sort of like a old German man. Hmm. Is uh, he German? Aust- I didn't
1: know
0: Austrian. That. Austrian. Oh, Austrian. Yeah. yeah same.
1: I, I'm. 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 I'm Austrian, so I can say that. It's <laughs> the same thing. Mm-hmm. Um,
0: but it's interesting to see this come from an Austrian filmmaker but it's set in France
3: mm-hmm.
0: that it it's from another director that is, is winning for his country but it's not set in the country like that's kind of unusual for yeah
2: um, and he um, with and, the actors I yeah. know he um with like Jean-Louis Trignon he he had not acted for like I think 15 years and then mm-hmm. came out of retirement yeah. for this real film and and now it's sad. It's sad actually watching because now they have both passed, um, you know, Emmanuel Riva yeah. and and, and John Louis. So uh, yeah, it, it gives an extra little tinge. And of, of course, sadness. like,
0: m- m- yes, yes, um, it it haunts the film even more because uh, I, like, um, and and I think for both of us, like, the last time we rewatched it, like they were both with us. Yeah. Um, oh yeah. And Emmanuel Riva, of course, like, still holds the record for oldest nomination which is pretty cool he died this year i had no yeah. idea yeah john yeah when did um, she die uh
2: 2017 a few years, i believe Twenty. Yeah.
0: i was gonna say 2016 yeah that sounds right. interesting um okay. yeah theater near me was doing a John the waitering on uh retrospective which is pretty cool yeah. it is interesting he's made like three
1: like french films and he is not mm-hmm. french
0: yeah i think cachet is set in france i'm not mistaken
1: Or maybe four, actually. You know, you're right. There's a few, but... I mean, yeah, and he works um, with, like, one of the most... Like, the premier French actress, like, Isabelle Huppert, Mm -hmm. so it's like...
0: And Juliette, uh, Julie B.
1: Yeah. But he only worked with her once, right? Juliette? Yeah. I think... No, no, she she was... um, Coda,
0: known Cachet.
1: Yeah,
2: Coda,
0: known. Yeah, those are the two. And I think that's it, yeah. Yeah. Oh, Coda, And, yeah, Isabelle, is he... Is he uh, is. So good and Piano, piano Teacher.
1: He, he must speak fluent French. I know this is a, not necessarily <laughs> a, the most fascinating conversation, but I truly know nothing about the dude, um, which is weird because he is like a staple of filmmaking of the last 20 years.
0: Yeah. Um, yeah. It, he or, seems like one of those yeah. people that will always like have a, sp- I mean, Jordan, like correct me if I'm wrong, but he <laughs> seems like one of those people who will always have a spot at a festival.
2: Like it's oh, yeah. just like
0: a f- mainstay to like.
2: Oh, for sure, yeah. Like yeah, like
0: because because he's won like, the Palm twice and you know stuff. So, oh yeah, but.
2: yeah. And yeah, he it is funny like he is his if you watch him doing interviews like Amor was an interesting like kind of path because it ended up you know being nominated for multiple Oscars and stuff so he, he was like involved in mm-hmm. in the Oscar race in some way so he had a lot more press but like yeah. he is very if you listen if you look at any of his interviews he's, he's very hesitant to talk about his um any sort of thematic influence or reasoning or anything to do with like any questions about his films very specifically. Like he doesn't want to answer anything cause he wants the viewer to kind of like, um, you know, he, he, you know, his films are kind of like, he's doing half the work then he wants you to do the other half. Um, uh, just like interpreting how you, how you feel. And so it's kind of funny if you look it up, like that's why he's kind of like, you know, he does not when he, and he, when he does movies, he only really does a few interviews as well. So he's kind of a little more guarded in that way. Um, but yeah, no, I
0: and, and I think that's a great point because with this award season, this was definitely him as most involved. Yeah, um, I know people have even <clears throat> have, have even speculated that he took Ben Affleck's director spot.
2: Oh um, yeah, that was a that big you thing could that make yeah.
0: that case. What a hilarious choice! Okay, it's fascinating, but I also think that's um, representative of like this is the time when the Academy is starting to um, diversify and how. Like global, their their members can be, and then later on in the decade, we'll see like Elphons. Did this Crohn have a in, chance so. to win Best Picture? Um, because it it I think it's, that it yeah. was really it was Life of Pi and Argo that were like the big, yeah, the big mm-hmm. like horse race. Well, I'm just saying it Z- could have pulled Dark off like the was it could have pulled Zero Dark yeah, right. 32, Yeah, that's right, and yeah. even Silver Linings it's in just, some ways. Mm, silver Linings, yeah
1: how many times has a best international feature get nominated for best picture because parasite was the first time that like Paris. it won for
2: both
0: crouching diger
3: right
2: yeah there, there's been a handful I mean uh, last drive my car yeah. was um,
0: drive my car yeah
2: yeah it's it's uh I know it's just so much short list I know um uh, Roma obviously was oh, um, yeah yeah, and that almost won. Right. Wasn't There's
0: probably gonna be something that I'm gonna kick myself. Minari
2: around. I believe Minari was it Minari? Yeah, Minari was. Minar- uh right. Yeah, Letters from Iwo Jima. hmm Life is Beautiful, I think. Um Yeah, okay. life is beautiful, that's right. So it, it okay. It, Talk it, about it, a comedy. It, <laughs> <laughs> God. Um but yeah um, it's, it's definitely a okay. short ish list i'm, I'm looking up now yeah it's like one <laughs> two three four five six, six. but it's growing yeah it's like t- 13 yeah, films like... so and it'll it'll keep growing which is exciting yeah
1: yeah um yeah i just i just find it interesting how many nominations this got like it's definitely <laughs> you know best act, best performance by an actress um, it made
0: money it was a hit yeah, oh, yeah. I'm like,
1: like it's interesting dire- directing screenplay like it didn't go full parasite but like this is a decent <laughs> amount of nominations for well
0: parasite didn't even get an acting nomination
1: true um but didn't it get like production design and like other craft stuff i think it maybe might have gotten below the line yeah. maybe yeah. maybe
2: i'm making that up um but what's well, it I'm, also oh fun f- oh go ahead well i was gonna say do you i mean what do you guys think of the, i I do think this movie does have that like universal appeal, where because it's tackling such a, a thing that everyone single person is going to go through. It's like, and and it also probably appeals to an older demographic a bit more as well. So it's like it does feel older
0: academy voters. Yeah, true. so
2: it's not an entire shock. I think that it was that it was so embraced. Mm-hmm. I do remember that season though, just being like, oh, yeah. it's weird to see, Haneke, like all around <laughs> all around the, the circuit, so to speak. Yeah,
0: no, I, I yeah, like I I can I can only imagine like I, I've only seen. Um, clips of it obviously it wasn't I wasn't like in tune yet should yeah. award season but to imagine him and like Spielberg and On Lee oh. and well, Catherine you, Bigelow and like those I mean, THR round tables or something I was like going to
2: say if you've never seen it I mean that is yeah. an iconic clip where it's it, there's an, a clip where it's John Krasinski uh, and and Michael Haneke and then a few others and like they they, they ask some question and Haneke gives the most like solemn like <laughs> Death is coming for us all kind of answer, and you're like you just see everyone else kind of nod around the table and it's just like it's it's incredible. Yeah.
1: I'm surprised he didn't kill John Krasinski. I feel like if he just saw him, he would murder him.
3: <laughs> oh. oh my gosh. Yeah.
1: Would you make a film about Hitler? No. Why? Do you agree? Are there some
2: subjects that you should not touch in film? John? <clears throat> um. yeah, <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. Um. When you said the ja part, I was so happy. It <laughs> ended. Stuff it the you. <laughs> No, no, but let's yeah, try and get a serious answer. So, is
1: there a I, subject that you can't serious. tackle in film? I. Yeah, so what was I going to say? Um, yeah, it, the thing, yeah, like, I think universal appeal for sure. I mean, the father also
2: received. Do you think Mikel
0: Haneke has seen the haulers? Yeah, <laughs> oh God.
2: This did <laughs> I, On rewatch I was like Oh wow The father was just Kind of like Another riff On this exact idea In some ways um, And vo- and Vortex yeah. like, Vort- I thought a
0: lot About the father
2: yeah, And yeah. Vortex too To be honest um, I don't know you, you, Did you guys see it This year The Gaspar Noe Film No I've, uh, I, I, It's I, on my list oh, yeah. okay Yeah it's uh, I liked Amores way better, but people like Vortex. I didn't really like it. But it, it's, it's almost the exact same concept of just, like, watching a couple, like, deteriorate in front of your eyes, like, over a couple years.
0: Is
1: this <laughs> – and this might be a stupid question, but, like, how many times has this been done in, like, pretty, like, major films? Like, this kind of tackling of, like, whether it be Alzheimer's or – um, you know just ch- like pure deterioration of a person of a older person like has that been a thing that happens a lot in like main studio like uh, big studio films
2: I mean I, I think people I mean it's I mean like uh, still Alice was one recently I mean I think people kind of push away for it a bit mm-hmm. because of the lack of commercial appeal but like but like uh, but like before 2012 mm-hmm. I'm saying like is oh, Amor
1: like the first yeah. like did this Amor did, get, did Amor get the ball rolling on more of these movies
0: getting made um uh,
2: that is a great.
0: I wouldn't be surprised question. if it was a major player that was the focus, if not just like a side character. Like, I-, I wish I were to think of examples. It was just. But I wouldn't be surprised if it were that um, Alzheimer's or a-, a type of disease for the elderly was the the side focus to someone else's main story in, in a film that, that was popular. Um, right. That's but- a
1: good point. As in, like, that's the subplot rather than exactly. the plot. Exactly. Yeah. Right. That's a great point. Yeah, obviously that's happened before, but yeah, like a movie. And of course, like
0: like I, I feel like Jordan mentioned this before we started. Um, that this was Hanukkah's softer side. <laughs> like this, this was not like a. Cl- I mean, the consensus was like this wasn't a clinical take on the deterioration. No, of- it's
1: not funny games where they spit at the audience. Like, just, <laughs> right. like you just get a loogie like to the eye. Yeah. Oh. Oh,
2: you know what? Actually, a great example of one a few years before this was um, Away From Her, Sarah Polly's um, first film. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, that that yeah. dealt with a couple with Alzheimer's. I just I was just thinking of that, too. Um, but yeah, anyways, that, yeah. But yeah, it that's is, a, yeah, it's exactly. definitely, a, um, I mean, I've, obviously, I've, with you guys having seen Funny Games, you can kind of tell the difference, but it's just, it's like an interesting, um, there's an interesting warp, warmth to the movie in the sense that, like, You know, he's not script wise, not really, but like the sense of uh, like they feel like real human characters, like whereas some of the other movies kind of feel like him trying to make a point in some ways. Like (laughs) or there's just like a much more detached sense, whereas yeah, it's
0: not political. It's yeah. yeah.
2: Or even like, yeah, even some of like even cachet or some other movies, like it just feels a little like you're one step removed and you're looking in, in, whereas like mm -hmm. this feels like you're part of the experience in some ways Mm -hmm. um yeah absolutely
1: he's he still finds ways to not make you feel with well i don't know like he's still it's not as like it's not as schmaltzy and as sentimental as no no. it could be like a close-up like there is like almost no close-ups until like minute 10 or whatever
0: there's very little camera movement
1: right it's all wide and medium shots for so long and like and he Mm -hmm. barely does close-ups in this movie and you would think this would be close-up city you know with this like very intense emotionally like you know a lot of pathos of just like emotional trauma happening like constantly um you would think that would just a lot of be like a lot of close-ups and teary eyes and that kind of thing but yeah he there's just a lot of restraint on his report on his part and not to say close-ups are bad or whatever but you know depending on the filmmaker they can definitely be overused like they could be like a crutch to like throw in some emotion rather than letting the actual content of the film and the um script do that work it's like i'm really just
0: a close-up of
1: Oh, that's weird. Just, yeah, just I yeah, I know. Just simultaneously. I hate yeah, Barry Jenkins and Jonathan Demme. I don't know what to tell you. <laughs>
0: <laughs> there's not, and yeah, and to that point, like, there's not much catharsis um, that, I guess, like, if you were to focus a story on this, that you would reach um, other than what happens to Anne. <laughs> but that's just more, like, a sense of inevitability and dread than... It was that like they were saying their final goodbyes in a more um in a more like sanitized version of what this could have been.
1: Right. Yeah. It could have been like you know, and like the score all or like is there actually? A, 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 I know I watched this last night, but is
0: there an actual score in this? I forget. <laughs> like I think it's it? just classical music, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah.
1: Right. Yeah and yeah there's so many times where it could just like swell up and
3: just
1: Mm. yeah there's so i mean and that's hanuki in general there's so many times where he can just take the easy route and he's like let me find the most difficult route possible Mm -hmm. um maybe not with this one specifically but just thinking about you know funny games and how alienating that can be um with this though I think why it's not alienating is because... And this is going to sound very schmaltzy, and I might gag when I say it, but it's about love. <laughs> you know, it's yeah. about, like, how someone yeah, can I love mean, someone so much.
0: About the about the, the American title, isn't the American title love? Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, yeah. That Well, that's yeah, the...
1: Yeah, amor, exactly like that. amor is uh, love in English.
0: In, so in, it's not the English, American right. title, right. it's, so, like, you the know, word. It, that, that schmaltzy comment does mean something. Yeah, right, right. Um, and, of course... Hanukkah is known for the restraint to not to to bear witness to something and i think with with what we're bearing witness to it's okay because there's so little uncomfortability um if there is uncomfortability then i think it's deeply human um like the george relationship with izzy Hooper yeah. and what that does because you kind of understand like yes he's very stubborn and um trying to take on a burden and obeying and's wish to not go back to the hospital but that still doesn't that that still isn't enough for um izzy Hooper to to just just be like she needs to be in better hands, Eva, that's right, that's the name and she needs to be in better hands and uh, you're not the sole caretaker for a reason and there's, you know, but then we, we, we see what happens with, uh, with the other caretaker
2: <laughs> Yeah, the I, I like this choice too to show, um, like at the beginning the death, so like it kind of sucks away any suspense from the movie, like you're not questioning mm-hmm. that, like you know that death is coming, obviously it's pretty obvious considering like the, you know i'm sure you know going into the movie you guys knew that was going to happen but like I, I liked that it kind of because of like to that decision like kind of you know removes suspense and also it's like strictly pairs it down so like you're just focusing on the acting and their like relationship and you're not like guessing about what might come um
1: right it's not distracting your mind from the what's happening in the film because they that's a great point because a lot of times mm-hmm. you're just like you're trying to predict or you're thinking about how it was going to happen next. Be like, well, this, when, be the time. this is yeah. right Right, and right,
2: I guess at right. the end, the other thing I, which I didn't really quick quick up pick up the first time, but I forgot that it's kind of, or I just didn't remember that it's kind of open ended the end with what happens to George at the end. Like, I was reading more. Mm-hmm. It's like he either perhaps died from suicide. Like, I guess you see like windows throughout the movie and how they're kind of like open and how he's like looking out of them and like. So I, I guess people kind of read that as he like jumped out the window after she died which i didn't you know. well yeah
1: because in the beginning of the film when they go into her room yeah one of like the lead inspectors asked you open that window and the other guy says no yeah exactly yeah um, um but like that George, but he George sealed his
0: own life has always been my read too yeah.
1: right but he i think he definitely killed himself i don't know in what way because the thing is like he sealed that room with tape and stuff so it'd be kind of weird if he just like went back in and it's like i don't know maybe right. maybe i'm reading too much into that like maybe it's that's too plot um yeah all, but yeah, like that.
2: And glass, glass onion to uh, on, on a more mystery. <laughs> oh my <God. laughs> Benoit Blanc can be on the case. Uh, now I do declare. <laughs> um, There's a
0: fun ensemble just trying to like see what happens to this old French Frenchman. Yeah.
3: God,
0: uh, I, I can hear the firecracker dialogue right now. Yeah, exactly.
2: Yeah. Um, but yeah, you know, I, like uh, the thing that struck me more, like. So, yeah, like I said, I had gotten married, like, right when this movie came out. And so, like, after that having 10 years of marriage and watching it, it's, like, it, I found it very interesting, like, that idea of, like, okay, best case scenario, at the end of your life, you're with a person you love. And, like, this is just what it is. Like, this is what it's going to be. And, like, I just right. feel like. Th- yeah. yeah. Uh, um, <laughs> this is best case scenario. Right. <laughs> it's like, it's and there's just, light, like, yeah. so many shots of, like, just life is, for them, is just, like, it's it down because, of, like, their immobility. It's, like. They're just walking around halls, like, talking about things they read or listened to, talking about their life in some ways, like, feeding each other. Like, it's, like, there's, like, this tenderness, sadness, and, like, it's just, like, I don't know. It's, like, an interesting, it's not sensationalized at all, I should say. It's, like, a very, um, yeah, seemingly accurate portrayal of of love.
0: Absolutely. And I think it's that balance that we see where it's, like, very sensational portrayal and there's a lot of warmth in this that it it's like yeah it's like it, it's it's a weird balance that it makes sense why this ended up winning the oscar and why this was around an award season that doesn't take away the fact that it was a michael hanukkah film <laughs> that is like it does still have that that european craft and um you know very detailed performances and um very rigid dialogue, but it, it all goes to service, like this is you know, taking care of each other in sickness and in health and in, in in how much do you love your partner? and I guess it's just sort of like answering those those very um morally gray and unanswerable questions like yeah yeah it's so interesting
1: watching this right after a better world where like this is a subplot mm. and it's after the fa- after the fact but um one of like the single father like the um widow is what what's a what's a dude widow widower is that it no yeah oh, okay well cool um like the widower is like yes i did wish she would die at the end because i wanted her to like her suffering to end um and i would yeah i was thinking about that watching this um i think even before uh he kills her it's like the idea of
0: wait what no i'm just kidding
1: <laughs> that's hilarious um i the you know the idea of loving so someone so much you want them to die like that's so that's really like kind of nuts um obviously it makes sense and i think everyone kind of underst- can understand that but to kind of just that but like saying that sentence out loud is really disturbing for some reason to me yeah. i mean it's I mean, it, it's yeah. beautiful like it's beautiful in a way because that's like the person you love most in this world you would rather them leave than be in pain and that's you know it, it's like you know it, it i'm kind of saying something everyone else has said but it is but the film represents that so much and gives and gives you the idea of how far love can take you, what it can actually make you do. Um, so yeah, it's it's super powerful. Yeah, I had to pause this movie a thousand different times when watching it because I'm just like, okay, let me like check Twitter or something. <laughs> like I, I need word, a I ordered ice bread. cream. Yeah. Like,
0: I mean, it's not you know it's. I like that. It, I I don't know what it says, but I, I don't know what this says that I didn't find it as taxing as I thought. Um, I was going to find it because no, yeah,
1: it's not the most depressing film I've ever seen, but that's yeah. it. That's like a you know that's a pretty high bar. Um, it's I, yeah. I think it
0: just it just faces you. It confronts you with the most grim um ideas of like
3: what how do much you do can right. yeah what
0: do you do? i mean there is a bit of what do you do um in this but it's like how much further can ann go like if she goes to a hospital if she has a caretaker if george is there by her side like where's where is this going
1: yeah i it's it's, and george kind of talks george also says that idea a lot like where the idea of when anytime um uh isabel huper is like you like you this something needs to change something that we need to do something and he's like what would you have me do yeah Here's the reality. I'm I'm doing everything. Give me a fuck like anytime someone like says that he's like oh, what's and that's the, the alternative scene when
0: the laugh track plays? It's really weird. <laughs> right. Um and but like it. what
1: in and, and I kind of I love how much agency he has cuz I think in and maybe this is more American cinema, but old people usually have no agency in our movies. Like unless it's like Usually, like, they're helpless or they're the, you know, they're the old father. They're, they're trying to, like, take care of the old mother and, um, you know, and, like, the the, the father, the movie, um, like, that's, of course, the plot of that. And, you know, he's the helpless old man who uh, is—and, and of course, I'm not saying that as a criticism, but that is usually, like, the common portrayal. But, like, George has actually, like, a lot of agency and makes, like, the right decisions— um Or so to sp- You know I guess that's subjective But like You know Like I don't Like I, I was thinking Just like what else Could he do There's not like a thing He fucked up at Like not really I mean he He made a promise To his wife That I think Makes sense Um He's trying his best He works so fucking hard To make sure she's okay He fires a nurse That's abusing Or that's mistreating her It's like He's There's nothing else He could have done And Yeah That's like a, you know, sad but beautiful idea of someone truly just devoting their entire life to the person they love. Um, And he knows what's happening. And he he says, like, this is going to happen. She's going to get worse and she's going to be in more pain and then she's going to die. And I just have to live with that. But that's just what's going to happen. Like, when when, uh, Ava asks what's next, she's like, what do you think? And he's very... I, I I like how he defends himself too. Again, I I think a, I you know, the elderly usually have very little agency or um in in like agency in like movies, especially American cinema. Yeah.
0: There's not many movies focused on uh the elderly with this much agency that like they're like the they're movies like they're like the stars of the movie. I was going to say movie stars, so that doesn't sound right. Um I guess like you know, Riva and Drewhead, like they're there um there were icons of like the French New Wave and, and it's like we also carry that like cinematic legacy with them, uh, for people who have who have really um studied and, and cared for their work. And, and of course like um ten years later from or from the film it's like it's it's carried a lot more weight since both of their passings. Um yeah, and it's like films focused on senior citizens. I know this is gonna be like a weird example to bring up, but that's why like the Five Bloods was a such a um Revelation that that was a movie about, like, very good point, Mr.
1: Draper. Um,
2: I didn't, yeah, yeah. I didn't think about that,
3: yeah, Yeah. but.
2: and i Um, I like to the um kind of elements there's like horror elements in here in some ways like oh yeah like the hand that the the kind of Mm -hmm. nightmare he has with the hand i wanted him to
1: direct a horror movie the moment that scene like his his use of negative space i mean that's him in general with like how much he's adverse to close-ups but it was just really solid
2: yeah Yeah. it was just interesting Mm -hmm. to see him play around with that kind of stuff here and it definitely adds to the mood big time death is around the
0: there i think he has directed a horror thing like something wolf oh yeah um,
2: time of the wolf children
0: of the wolf time of the i have the wolf, not yeah. seen
2: is it, have it a short no no it's a yeah me it's either. a feature yeah, no it's a feature yeah, no, yeah, no i've not yeah. seen it oh really also those yeah,
1: shots like, of them at night with like how he uses like you know it's almost pitch black but you can see like the outlines of the uh, you know the outlines mm-hmm. of their face and that's also I, I and i don't know if it's meant to be creepy but i was definitely creeped out in those like moments just because you can barely it's like just pure darkness, but you can still see mm-hmm. their eyes. Yeah. Um, I mean, the film is. I mean, I, I guess this goes out saying. Great looking movie.
0: Great. Yeah, Darius Kanji, movie. like one of my favorite all time cinematographers. Um, she's gonna. He's gonna go on to shoot, uh, like Lost City of Z and Uncut Gems and. Uh,
1: For some reason, the in the beginning the shots of the theater, uh, reminded me a lot. Uh, and this is, and I have no basis for this. It's been a while since I've seen the movie. It's just a feeling. Is the lives of other others the German? Yeah, film. yeah, yeah. There's yeah. some theater. That's, there's that's some cool. theater scenes in that because I think one of, like the main one of the main characters is a um, playwright. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. And for some reason, and I'm not saying it's exactly the same, but that was just what came to mind, and I don't know. I can't. And I truly can't explain why. Mm-hmm. But,
0: yeah. I forgot that Darius Kanji also shot the American adaptation of funny games
2: it's interesting oh yeah so this Um, was my first collaboration yeah that's yeah
0: yeah um yeah i know like that i think it was oh i forget who pointed it out but it was darkest but that there was there was a framing that both the opening shot of the inspectors and the firemen um and the opera scene are both framed similarly That it's like the perspective of the outsider that Mm. we follow like both of them coming into something that we are we have no uh introduction to oh yeah
2: yeah that is interesting yeah you you never see like what they're watching yeah either yeah you're it's like they're yeah that is interesting yeah it's it's like it's another thing where there's no close-ups really either like you know you're it's standoffish in his normal way but yeah what he's depicting has more humanity to it, but there's still that, like, Mm -hmm. detached nature of which, um... Yeah,
1: it comes from the script and the acting, for sure. Like, he doesn't... There's nothing... There's no directorial choices that makes me think that he's trying to, like, have this swooning romance or whatever. I think it's... Yeah, it's very much, like... It's just the way they touch their... Like, how he holds her hand. It's truly, like, something that small that that makes the whole scene feel like about love um jordan i'm just curious what do you what's your favorite uh uh, foreign language winner of the decade of 2010
2: oh uh let's see I, i mean i suppose it'd be this one I guess this was my number one, yeah. I was looking back, actually, at my list. So at 2020, or sorry, at 2012.
0: And which, by the way, I, am, I was really happy to hear that you chose this. I Because we contacted you so early on <sighs> in scheduling guests for this. We well, also, it, it's it like,
1: would be rough to ask someone God. to cover this one.
0: Exactly. And that is like... Hey, you want to cover a okay, more? That's <laughs> taken off. Right? Where it's like, you just... And, and I love the, yeah, I, like your history with so it, it, would, so be, yeah, it would be yeah it would be
2: close this and then a separation would be close and then I did like Son of Saul when it came out that's another one I didn't revisit because it's been so rough um, but mm-hmm. if we're going I know you guys are only 2010s but if we're sneaking in this decade Dry My Car would be the highest yeah. out of all anyway. that film but, is fucking so good, yeah. just and I think about that movie
1: sometimes, and I'm like, Jesus Christ, how did they pull that one yeah. off? That's, That's so another good.
0: where it's like in theaters, like I'm mean, like you said with the more, where it's like it really just towers over you. It's one of the best films ever made yeah. to me. I
1: really wish I saw that in theaters;
2: that would have been so mm-hmm. cool. Yeah, um, but yeah, the other one. So looking at my 2012 list, the other ones that are I've given I gave four and a half stars to. So I gave to the wonder because I'm a Malik fanboy five stars, but that technically didn't get a U.S. release <laughs> until the next year. So um, yeah. but uh, yeah, so Holy Motors, The Act of Killing, Leviathan, which is great, Like Someone in Love, The Master, and uh, actually Flight, which I, I'm also I love Zemeckis. <laughs> and so that was those are my top ones.
0: Um, oh, my gosh. Jordan, that makes such a fun episode.
2: Yeah. Let's do Flight. Well, we go. Let's do it. <laughs> um uh, so yeah, yeah th- those are, <laughs> those were the ones that were like up there for me that year um and some of the four-star ones but um yeah but yeah uh i didn't realize also it's such a beautiful day came out the hurts the hertzfeld animation yeah, yeah that would yeah. be up there anyway so yeah looking back probably like just in terms of like t- 10 years later what actually would i would probably put higher i'd probably put um the master and leviathan higher maybe just because those have stuck with me more mm-hmm. um but um, more still in the top five for sure.
0: Yeah, um, I think maybe I, on that that same avenue, let's maybe go into what 2012 had for other nominations for um, foreign language best international feature. Is it wait? What uh, is the what is the category? I, don't, called? I keep doing both. <laughs> I don't. I, I, Wikipedia has it as um, it. it best international feature so it, but up until I keep yeah, on up
2: until 2020 it but was, I know it was recently changed yeah, yeah. it was so. best foreign language film yep. and then uh, in 2020 onward it's best international feature film mm-hmm. um, it's actually kind of crazy and you're going to say them but I have not seen any of these
0: uh, neither have uh, okay. um, I I so bet I've seen have, all of them <laughs> we have war witch from French Canadian love which it you play a scene and given favorite films stories. yeah yeah <laughs> um, a Royal Affair from Denmark. Ah, oh, that one's so good. Starry. I forgot about that yeah. one. So early, good. Early um, the con- candor, which I never saw. Early the candor, yeah, exactly. I was just going to say. I was about to say um, that, obviously. since. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. um, no, I actually knew that. Contiki from Norway. Yeah, great one. You, you, Perfect. You, you wrote uh, the Blu-ray essay for it. Absolutely. Um, it isn't- and one that I actually do want to see. Um, it's been on my watch for a long time. It's No by Pablo Lorraine yeah. uh, from Chile.
1: Um, Wait, you're not going to say the title? Yeah.
2: No. 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 You're not. No. Oh, so you're not going to say the title? <laughs> okay. So dumb. Uh, oh, fuck you. you all right. You I know, can't make that joke. You know what's kind of funny, actually? The thing that ties a lot of these directors together is the English language projects they would go on to make, which is kind of sad. Like, the. I was just, yeah, Tiki guys made Pirates of the Caribbean, the one no one saw or yeah. people saw it, but it was bad. And then is that the Pablo Black Lurie. Pearl one
1: or not Black Pearl? Blackbeard is that the Blackbeard one?
2: Uh, De- uh, Dead Man Tell, Tell No Tales, I think. Whatever, I did not. Oh. See it. I think it was the latest one. And then um, and the, a, a Royal the Affair director would go. Yeah, yeah the, the Royal
0: Affair director would go on to the Dark yeah. Tower yeah. And yeah, It's kind of
2: um, yeah, interesting. Thankfully, my and has uh, not done that. Uh,
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, At, oh, I just received
1: um, news he's directing uh Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 4. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Apparently Peter Quill's
1: going to murder all of them. Okay.
2: Oh, and even even <laughs> Kim Kim Nguyen the Warwood director made uh, uh he made the Hummingbird project, which I did not see the Jesse Eisenberg
0: yeah. Oh. Okay. Yeah, so every every single one has um,
2: m- went on to make an English language film. That is kind of funny.
1: Everyone's yeah. favorite Except movie, the oh, Hummingbird right. Project. Right. just people are lining up around the theater, just like
0: humming bird, you could say humming bird. You could say they're buzzing. Uh, I suppose. All right. But
1: no um, oh, and you gave me shit for the no joke.
0: <laughs> this is <a>
1: fucking hypocrisy.
0: <laughs> that was so at its lazy. Highest.
1: Oh, was it was lazy. not. It was good, and everyone loved it. So <laughs>
0: okay. <laughs> well, I'll have to add in a laugh track. But we sort of had a similar discussion with what Suzanne Beer was competing against with in A Better World mm-hmm. that you have In Iñárritu, Lanthimos, and Denis Villeneuve that would all go on yeah.
1: to... Yeah, but like, no. those are names. Maybe I help. mean, yeah, no, no, no offense to the guys nominating this no, one, no, no, but no, those I are see, like I names. I what you mean,
0: but I'm just saying, it's like similar.
1: It is crazy how big of a drop off in names this was. It was like, I mean, <laughs> I know I know A Better World was 2010, and then it was Separation, yeah. then it was this, but still, it's like... Mm-hmm. Yeah, you compare that. So, like, these are, those are like four gigantic fucking filmmakers. And then, yeah. or not Suzanne Beer, is, um, no offense, but it's not a gigantic filmmaker. So, like, three. <laughs> um, but, and now it's, then it's like all these guys where you're like, I mean, they directed some stuff. <laughs>
3: mm-hmm.
0: um, but then next year, I will have seen the, no- like, a few of the nominees. So, yeah. different, uh, I've seen four, different times. four of the next ones. Let's, yeah. yes, same. Uh, let's go into Favorite Scene. Anyone like to go first? <laughs> this is a rough,
1: I don't know, like, I don't, it's one of those movies yeah. where I'm just like, oh, I loved when that happened. It's like, yeah. uh... Most rewatchable. Yeah. Uh, I
0: don't you know. I, I have one, if anybody yeah, liked, go, Yeah,
1: go. Because you're going to take mine, and um, I'm going to have to be creative.
0: Oh, no. Um, you want to see it on three? <laughs> no. <laughs> um, it's the scene when Eva confronts George about what to do with Anne. Um, is it the one with or know, without the husband? It's, it's without the husband. Yeah, mm. it's it, where she's just like, I want to see mom. And, she's like and barges in. I, I I forgot there was two. <laughs> That's right. Um, and and he's just like, you know, just let her be, let her be. Like, let us do our thing. You're living your life. You're an adult now. And and it's I think it's that scene when when it ends with like, what is there left to talk about? or 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 here he's like let me change the subject the subject and the way
1: those edits happen like after he says like a like a like he after he like drops like a bomb on her it cuts like you don't even get a reaction there's i i I do want to highlight the editing in here is fantastic there is some just really just like he'll just end he'll just end the scene like the moment it loses any momentum like the moment mm. it, it he feels like it is done, mm-hmm. he'll just cut it. no mm-hmm. reaction it does not stay on it. there's no stack doesn't it's not it doesn't like leave um it doesn't leave the camera there for a second. it's just like next to the scene, and the way it like de- depicts time is also very interesting
0: and that makes sense that it is a normal team of editors. It's Monica Willie and Nadine Muse
1: mm. uh yep. the Bros the homies <laughs> <It's>, <laughs>
0: oh my God. um. Yeah, and
4: we love Nadine and Monica. Nothing. Yeah, non, mais dis donc, qu'est-ce qu'il y a? T'es devenu fou? Asseye-toi. Non, mais je veux pas m'asseoir. Qu'est-ce qui se passe ici?
5: Il ne se passe rien. J'essaie de nous éviter à tous un drame inutile. Je suppose que ta mère dort. Elle dort toute la journée. En revanche, elle se réveille la nuit. Si tu veux vraiment, nous irons la voir tout à l'heure. Maintenant, viens t'asseoir. Nous faisons chaque jour nos exercices de parole ou bien on chante ensemble. Généralement, vers 5 heures, je me réveille. À cette heure-là, elle ne dort pas encore. On change la couche. Je lui mets de la crème pour éviter les escarres. Et vers 7 heures, j'essaie de la convaincre de manger et de boire. Parfois ça réussit, parfois non. Parfois, elle raconte des choses de son enfance ou bien elle appelle au secours pendant des heures et puis tout à coup, elle pouffe de rire ou elle pleure. Rien de tout cela ne mérite d'être montré.
4: Tu ne peux pas m'interdire de la voir. No.
3: Moi, maman. Je peux faire quelque chose pour toi
5: N'est vu très chaud et ça fait du bien. J'ai été idiot de fermer la porte tout à l'heure. Excuse-moi. J'ai été pris au dépourvu. Je suis désolé.
4: Comment ça va se passer, maintenant
5: Comment ça va se passer L'infirmière vient trois fois par semaine. Tous les quinze jours, le docteur Berthier et la coiffeuse. C'est ce que tu voulais savoir, non Ça va se passer comme ça, s'est passé jusqu'ici. Ça va aller de mal en pis, ça durera, et puis un jour, ce sera fini.
4: Tu peux pas continuer comme ça, papa Non Non.
5: Qu'est-ce que tu proposes
4: Tu veux pas qu'on parle sérieusement, toi et moi
5: Qu'est-ce que tu appelles parler sérieusement Tu veux prendre maman chez toi Tu veux l'expédier dans une maison de retraite, c'est ça que tu veux
2: I think my I mean it's it's hard to say favorite but the scene I was most right. impressed with was uh
0: most impressed, most impressed. yeah, I
2: like yeah the I mean honestly it's probably the the most shocking scene which is the la- the when he smothers her but before beforehand when he tells the story and you're kind of not expecting anything and it's kind of like this tender moment and so that element where it's um just like that decision of how to play that scene out I guess and the and the script writing there I thought was really really interesting mm-hmm. um and that juxtaposition of like a lovely story, and then <laughs> death. <laughs>
1: I did. It's <laughs> funny. I uh, at one point I had I just had a feeling he was gonna smother her with a pillow. I didn't think that scene, but I'm like, I. Mm-hmm. I it was one of those things where I'm like, when when's the breaking point? Because it just felt like the conclusion, or not the conclusion, but I guess it. And maybe this was just maybe me. Just like I feel like maybe that would. Maybe I was just thinking maybe that's the best thing to do at this point because mm. she's like she just. I mean. Just imagine, your the love of your life is just screaming, saying, like, hurts, hurts, hurts. Just in pain, constantly in pain, and cannot stop wailing in pain. What would... I... Mm-hmm. Woof. I'm <laughs> sorry. At that <laughs> <finish>. <laughs> oh, boy. This is one of those movies where you kind of just laugh when you talk about it, because it's so fucking dark.
5: <laughs> um. C'est la couche. Elle <sighs> est pleine.
4: Mal.
5: Ouais. Où est-ce que tu as mal? mal. Mmh. Mmh. Ça, mal. Va. ça va, ça va, ça va. Je suis là. Mmh. Tout va bien. Mmh. On va. Tu veux que je te raconte une histoire? Mais tu dois rester tranquille parce que je peux pas parler trop fort.
3: <truits>
5: ça me fatigue. <truits> Quand j'étais tout petit, bon, d'ailleurs, je n'étais pas tellement petit que ça, je pense que c'était
3: <truits>
5: à la fin de l'école primaire. Donc je devais avoir dans les 10 ans. <truits> Papa et maman m'avaient envoyé dans une colonie de vacances. Ils pensaient que ça me ferait du bien de vivre un été avec des enfants de mon âge. On était hébergés dans un vieux château. Au milieu des forêts, je crois que c'était en Auvergne. Mais je ne sais plus. En tout cas, c'était le contraire de ce que j'avais imaginé. Nous devions nous lever à 6h du matin et plonger dans un lac. C'était un petit lac à côté du château. Il était alimenté par un ruisseau de montagne glacial. On devait y entrer en courant, en rang par deux. Tu sais que je n'ai jamais été très sportif. Il y avait tout un programme établi pour nous... Mmh. maintenir un mouvement toute la journée. Vraisemblablement, afin d'étouffer mmh. dans... dans l'œuf, d'éventuels pulsions mmh. pubertaires. Mais le pire, mmh. c'était la nourriture. Mmh. Le troisième jour de notre arrivée, au mmh. repas du midi, il y a eu du riz au lait. Je déteste le riz au lait. Nous étions assis autour de longues tables dans une salle immense. Je ne voulais pas manger de ce machin. Et euh, un éducateur m'a dit « Si tu ne finis pas ton assiette, tu ne sors pas d'ici. » Donc, après le repas, tout le monde est sorti. Et je suis resté seul, en larmes. J'avais conclu avec maman un pacte secret. Je devais lui écrire chaque semaine, et je devais lui envoyer une carte postale. Si le séjour me plaisait, je devais y dessiner des fleurs, et sinon des étoiles. Elle a gardé la carte. Elle était recouverte d'étoiles. Après trois heures, j'ai pu enfin sortir. Je suis monté dans ma chambre. Je me suis couché. J'avais plus de 42 fièvres. C'était la diphtérie. On m'a emmené dans l'hôpital le plus proche où on m'a mis en quarantaine. Ce qui fait que maman, quand elle est venue me voir, n'a pu que me faire des signes derrière la vitre. Un jour, je n'ai plus retrouvé cette carte. C'est dommage.
4: My
1: favorite scene I don't know. I I, I do love someone them. should
0: Photoshop our faces. Like one of us should be Jean Louis right. and like, the poster, you know? It's like Yeah, that would be super appropriate.
1: It, yeah. Um <laughs> I I love I love how she like fucking trashes the British at one point. That's not my favorite scene, but she's like she's talking about Ava's husband, he's like I don't want him to come. I you know, he's gonna make some jokes about my uh fucking appearance and I you know we know all those british with their humor and it's like whoa he's like bucket fucking bodies all of them that's really funny i think it might be when they meet her former student and mm. their house it's really touching and also like she she's i don't want to say embarrassed I, I don't know she feels like she feels so I think just the idea of like she's meeting or she's seeing this person who looks up to her so much and kind of being not i don't want to say disappointing but having this like f- you know looking frail and you know uh, almost damaged and i'm not saying damage as in like that's i'm saying in her mind damaged mm-hmm. um that must have it's like so heartbreaking and he and she doesn't even want to really reference it because she's like I want to remember this as a lovely time not a time when we talked about like the worst thing that's ever happened in my life mm. um and and he does and Haneke does that cut again where he's like in the middle of playing the song and they cut like, he doesn't even really get to play it it's truly kind of like yeah i i I, know, I don't know if this makes sense, but I love how ruthless he is with this editing. It's just when I'm like, no, I'm, mm. I'm not giving you that. No, we're moving on.
5: Ah, bonjour.
6: Ça, c'est très gentil. Je suis désolé de vous tomber dessus comme ça. J'ai essayé plein de fois de vous téléphoner, mais ça ne marchait pas.
5: Oh, excusez-moi, je ne décroche que quand j'ai enregistré le correspondant et que je sais qui m'appelle. Mais entrez-donc. J'étais vraiment désolé, j'ai pas pu passer après le concert.
6: Ça m'avait fait tellement plaisir que vous soyez venu. Venez, venez. Et hier, il y a mon agent qui m'a appelé. En fait, j'enregistre un disque au mois de juin. Et je devais choisir le lieu, le piano. Bref, j'ai pris un avion pour Paris ce matin. Et quand je suis arrivé à mon hôtel, je me suis dit que j'allais essayer de passer vous voir. Il est tout à côté.
5: C'est gentil pour votre épouse. Merci. Elle n'est pas là Si, si, je je vais la chercher tout de suite. Asseyez-vous, je vous en prie. J'espère que je vous dérange pas Non, pas du tout. Je suis très content de vous voir. Asseyez-vous. Nous étions absolument enthousiasmés par votre concert, ma femme et moi. Et nous espérions vous revoir bientôt. Mais euh, je vous offre quelque chose euh, Un thé Euh,
6: Non, merci.
5: Je vais juste poser les fleurs et dire que vous êtes là. À tout de suite.
4: Alexandre, je suis ravie. Quelle joie de vous voir.
6: Madame Laurent, Moi aussi, je suis ravie.
4: Restez assis. Allez, asseyez-vous. Ne faites pas assez de tête. Je suis vraiment fière de vous. Nous étions tous les deux emballés après votre concert. Dès le lendemain matin, Georges a voulu aller acheter votre nouveau CD.
6: Oh mon Dieu. Je voulais vous en apporter un et puis j'ai complètement oublié. Je suis parti de façon tellement précipitée. Écoutez, je vais essayer d'en trouver un aujourd'hui et Non,
4: non, je conseil. vous en prie. Nous voulons tout de même contribuer à votre succès, même si ce n'est que pour 20 euros.
6: Vous y avez déjà bien contribué. Je vous dois beaucoup, madame.
4: Vous le devez à votre travail et à votre talent.
6: Vous vous souvenez quand vous m'avez donné à jouer, pour la première fois, les bagatelles J'avais 12 ans. Et avec mon arrogance toute juvénile, je vous ai demandé, mais pourquoi donc des bagatelles Non Et vous m'avez passé un sacré savon ce jour-là.
4: Qu'est-ce qui vous est arrivé Je suis paralysée du côté droit, c'est tout. Ça peut arriver avec l'âge. Et comment Parlons d'autre chose, si vous le voulez bien. Oui. Ne m'en veuillez pas, mais je veux profiter de la belle surprise que vous nous faites en nous rendant visite.
5: Oui, bien sûr. Vous ne nous avez pas encore raconté tout ce qui s'est passé depuis votre concert à Paris
6: Alors, je suis resté la plupart du temps à Londres. J'ai donné deux concerts à Copenhague, toujours avec les Schubert, les impromptus, les moments musicaux. Toute ma vie tourne autour de Schubert en ce moment. C'est... J'ai envie, euh, dans l'idéal, de... d'enregistrer l'intégrale des sonates, mais je pense que les dernières peuvent attendre encore quelques années.
4: Voulez-vous me faire une faveur Oui. Vous me joueriez la Bagatelle en sol mineur
6: euh, Ça fait longtemps que je l'ai pas joué. Je m'en souviens pas très bien. Euh... Si vous voulez, je peux essayer. Mais... Essayez. Ok.
0: yeah that's just it just it's like the core of of the philosophy of filmmaking that he has where it's like I just I can't I can't look away from from what is uh from what's coming and and what's bound to be in these people's lives whether or not what's bound to be is inflicted on them or it's just caused by by nature. I,
1: I respect um, how little he cares for the audience. Yeah. I respect him just be yeah, like he's certainly fuck you. I way. don't care I what this is I I kind of like how he deep like He basically tells his audience, like, this isn't about you. This isn't about what you want. This is about what I'm trying to do. This is the story I'm telling. This is not about what your preferences are or how you would want the scene to usually end or having a touching moment or whatever. This is about what the fucking story is. And I know a lot of auteurs are like this, but it becomes more apparent when I, you know, watching Hanaki, it's just like... I mean, you know, like Funny Games at its core is just is again, like they already said this, but it's a fucking spit in the face. Just like, fuck you. Like, this is
2: it's the anti Krasinski. That's what that's what I call that. uh... (laughs) Absolutely. And I can't think of a
1: more perfect way to end the podcast. The anti John Krasinski. (laughs)
3: Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah.
0: It's not it's not just a quiet place. It's not such a quiet place. anymore.
1: Oh, whoa. Michelle. Or I keep saying Michelle. I, I feel bad. Uh, but, oh, no. Mikkel, uh, Michael Haneke is now directing Qu- the Quiet Place spinoff.
2: Oh, no. <laughs> Breaking news.
0: Um, yeah. I also forgot to mention that uh, the movie was also originally going to be called These Two, and then This Music Stops. Which oh, is really? Like, wow. That sounds like Interesting. a working title. But then Jean Louis, JLT uh, is like what they call him. <laughs> He was the one who suggested to Mikael Haneke, like, hey, you should call it Love oh, because it's about that's love. That's a great, idea. That's great. And that was translated to French. Of
1: course that wasn't his idea. That's the most fucking yeah. Mikael Haneke thing I've ever heard. That he wasn't yeah. he didn't even think about calling it love.
2: And then and yeah. then Gaspar Noe stole Love and then made his own movie that could be called Love <laughs> yeah. with Vortex. Look at that. <laughs> yeah. No, that's
0: funny. Uh Jordan Rapp, thank you so much for being oh, here. Oh okay. uh, this so has been it's great. a pleasure. Um 20, the, uh, where can everybody yeah. find you um, and, yeah.
2: no I will say yeah, the yeah 2010s is how I grew up I mean I watched more movies this decade than ever so it's, it's nice to see a podcast dedicated to that um, thank you uh, yes I can be found on the filmstage.com we'll be publishing a lot of year end coverage by the time this episode goes up we'll have mm-hmm. a, a lot and by the end of the year we'll have our annual top 50 but we have a lot of other goodies like we, we always do a top 50 most overlooked films which, will be, which is fun one of my favorites um and yeah, there'll be much more to come. And then, yeah, I'm also I work at Film Only Lincoln Center, so you can find me there. We have a lot of good stuff playing: um, E. O. After Sun, All the Beauty and the Bloodshed. Next year, we'll have one fo- Eternal Daughter. Eternal I Daughter saw, opens. Yes, yeah, Scorsese's yeah, right, coming right. by coming by the workplace on on Saturday mm-hmm. to do q and A Q&A for that. Yeah. So yeah.
1: Wait, is that fucking true?
2: Yeah, yeah. yeah. Whoa! Yeah, he, it, didn't he? he he? executive produced it. Yeah, he's doing a Q and A with uh, yeah. Joanna Hog.
1: Sold hasn't out. he yeah. done, like, a lot of her movies? Yeah, like, when he was produced last, when,
2: wh- souvenirs. He produced both souvenirs.
0: Yeah, yeah when
1: yeah. was the last time he didn't produce one of her projects? Was it before? Maybe, it, maybe before, yeah, right, right before Yeah, she took, like, a long souvenir. break, uh,
2: but he had watched her earlier stuff yeah. and loved it so much that as he came on board, so yeah. What a fucking guy. Yeah.
1: He is so, just, He's great. God, I don't know, he couldn't, it, it's hard for him to do anything to, for me to be like... <laughs> Martin, yeah, he, don't do that. Yeah, yeah. It's more like, yeah. he's always just like,
0: what a, what a fucking awesome dude. He loves movies, and so do we. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that,
2: that's it. That's it. You
0: can't, yeah. yeah. That's awesome. Uh, yeah, this movie is not available to stream. Which is strange. Like, you would think, like, oh, this would be,
2: like, a canopy. It would be, it would be number one that. on the Netflix charts yeah. if, it, if it was there. <laughs> yeah. exactly. Oh
0: God. <laughs> I'm, I'm, just, I'm really confused. I'm confused
2: why this isn't on Crackle, because it needs
0: to, I need oh, to see man. why it's Crackle.
1: Paramount Plus, um, what are you doing? Get yeah. on it.
2: I feel like this is a movie that, like, TikTok I, I, could turn into, like, a viral, like, you must watch this to learn how to, like love someone and like it could it could explode. Do you like, want to see
1: the most depressing movie yeah, ever made? Yeah. Watch a more. <laughs> right,
2: right. Like a challenge. Yeah, exactly. Those fucking TikTok
1: yeah, teens, a more challenge. I swear. Um
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, there was that I mean, you bring up love and there was that there was that whole thing oh, where it's yes. like
3: yeah.
0: teens were were discovering Gaspar Noé yep. uh during
1: As the they event. do. You know those <laughs> teens always <laughs> discovering Gaspar Noé and being shocked. I mean, um, if you ever want to get a teen not to do drugs, show them Climax. It's the most effective anti-drug PSA <laughs> I've ever watched. Yeah, I seriously think they need to show that in schools and be like, hey, that's how you do drugs irresponsibly. Don't do that. That's a bad idea.
0: There, There's also that, but then I can, like, teens are are so chill nowadays where it's like, oh, well, this is about capitalism. Like, they could have a totally different read on it and, like, completely ignore, like, the... I
1: don't know. I, I was kind of like that yeah. teen a little bit, and I still was like, I'm not doing that. I'm, I'm going to not do hallucinogens, <laughs> yeah. or I'm going to at least be very careful with them. Like, I'm not going to just drink punch that's filled with them.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Mysterious properties. Uh, I can be found on Twitter at Jackie Draper and Letterbox at Jack Draper 7 um, I have writing on film at the Boston Hassel, and our next episode is on the 2013 <laughs> best Oscar uh, best international feature winner in The Great Beauty uh, Paolo Sorrentino's film in Italy we're, we're going to be uh, recording in Sicily it's going to be very nice um, I'm going to challenge you not Ross to do an
1: Italian accent I'm going to challenge you not to do an Italian accent during that fucking <laughs> yeah. movie yeah. Or that episode. Yeah. I'm going to throw... I'm throwing you- down the gauntlet. I'm throwing oh, down the gauntlet. God. Okay.
0: We'll see what happens. um Sills Ross will be joining us for that one. I'm
1: mean, going to also... I, I, and the thing is...
0: I haven't I, seen any Tino, so uh, I'll have to do some more.
1: I won't have to give her the warning I just gave you, because she's a professional, you know? She she has integrity. Um. As the person who made that no joke uh, not so long ago, Um, everyone can follow me on Parlor 2.0. Oh, wait, no, sorry, Twitter. (laughs) Twitter, my bad. Uh, Twitter at Birds of Clay um, and on Letterboxd at Birds of Clay. You can follow me on Twitter, not on Twitter, Jesus Christ, I just said that. On Instagram at Mr. Clay Williams. Um, Please follow the podcast Twitter account at ETT Pod. Please remember to send us the email at exitingthrough2010s at gmail.com. Please remember to rate, review, subscribe. Greatly appreciate it. Uh, shout out to all the people who, listen, who was, uh, listened to us during this year. We saw the Spotify wrapped numbers. Huge jump in our viewership. Really appreciate you guys. Yeah. It's really fucking cool to see. It's very you. cool. It's very cool. Um, yeah why do you do that uh, right what this it's true anytime uh, someone's I've, like oh yeah, yeah. i listened to a few episodes and i'm just like what huh? no don't why do that
0: you? there's so many other yeah topics. it's like uh,
1: i i know nothing what we have? i i don't watch movies that's the hilarious thing i don't watch movies <laughs> um <laughs>
0: I, I don't know why i still have you
1: it's true it's true i should be banished um and as always guys be good to yourself and we'll catch you next time on exiting through the 2010s